All right, guys, back. welcome back to I Hate the News with uh, Sarah and I. We have a special guest today, uh, my buddy Dan Goud, who's, a, who's an accomplished filmmaker in his own right. Um, he's worked on <laughs> such big studio films as This Is The End, Now You See Me. When it comes to VFX, I'm talking about. This guy also does like amazing VFX on, on big budget films as well as indie stuff. Um, so you've worked on This Is The End, Now You See Me, Watchmen, District 9, Source Code, Iron Man 3, and I'm probably missing something important. Nah, what do you think, Dan? I think that's about it, man. I kind of stopped working in, in like major studio VFX stuff. Like, I think that's that, right, because you also do your. Go on. Yeah, I'm just. It's just because I, I'm like I'm. I've been freelancing for years now, and I have my own company and all that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of easier to get all these little projects than like the big big motion pictures and it's way yeah. fun too because to me to me it makes a lot a lot more sense because i do a bit of everything and when you do like those big projects you just do one thing it's like all right exactly okay. i was actually going to ask you about that that was actually one of my questions so i'm glad you, you have questions um nice yeah i, I, have, I have a few questions for you <laughs> things things i've often wondered about um so you actually also started making short films on the side like some years ago yeah and sort of started developing your own voice as like a writer director and you kind of do your own vfx and um i think the way you and i met was that i saw your first short film leap yeah um on twitch film which is like i think was that uh, todd brown's indie news site oh does, it, and does that still exist i'm not sure i think it's morphed into something else oh yeah i can't remember what the name is it's Jeez. something else now oh man i forgot but, all uh, about that crazy yeah that's where I, I was just actually you know i was going back in my memory wondering how we met and then i remembered all that and i was like that's right and you know they had posted some of my stuff too and i'd always kept an eye on it. and then i saw your thing this amazing little like short film slash teaser called leap and i um reached out to you <laughs> and you had you had already seen white red Panda. yeah and it's oh this this is oh yeah this is a good story man this is everything yeah. went full circle because i saw white red panic and then I was like, I need to do my own stuff because <laughs> I read all about the way you did it. Right, because we put up all the behind the scenes yeah. on that. I was like, oh, he did it like just with you, by himself with the camera. I was like, fuck it, I can do this too. So I just went out and rented a rent and I did my own little thing. and Which was so cool for me to hear, you know? <laughs> it's like everything. And then, <laughs> exactly. And then we started like working together creatively on like even writing screenplays and working on your next short yeah. and so forth. Yeah, it's crazy. Huh? Um. Jesus, Sarah, did you know that story? No. Yes. Yeah, no. It's just, I, I, I realized minutes before this, this, this interview, I was like, wait, we should probably get into how we met. Yeah. And then I remembered all that. Yeah, for sure. And I was in Australia when we were, we started chatting with each other. I remember all that. I was working on. That's right. You were working on Iron Man, I think. Iron Man three. Wow. Oh, it brings me back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dan meet sarah sarah meet dan. <laughs> we had like so long ago i feel like it was i remember yeah. in montreal when we came yeah. down yeah it's been forever was it uh, the, the the launch for drive like my old that's right oh yeah yeah make your cursed co- company <laughs> <laughs> now. 
God. Like it's just, this, this is like this chunk of my life is almost erased from my brain. But <laughs> right, exactly. Your trauma, your traumatic partnership. <laughs> but it's fine. it's fine. I learned a lot. But uh, lots of stuff like what not to do when you launch a company. Like okay, I'm I'm launch I'm relaunching soon in Vancouver. So I'm like okay, I know what not to do and how to approach it. <laughs> Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you so glad you went through that though? Yeah, for sure, definitely. Like, like I know we're not getting into the details and stuff, no. but basically, you were part of a VFX company that like didn't work out yeah. because of just like, you know, miscommunication, whatever. Yeah, I don't exactly. even know. No, but my point that is that sums it up pretty well, right? It's always that, right? Yeah. And then, and then you that you know kind of folded, and you kind of went and reset yourself, and now you're doing your own VFX company called Super Nice. Right? Yeah, exactly. And that that right. Like, I, I really wanted to make this work uh in the, the the proper way instead of like because i've been running my own little thing for years now but i've been yeah. learning to do it like by myself and learning accounting by myself and all that shit so i was like okay i'm gonna go back to school so 2018 for me was like back to school and learning business management and all that stuff so right. now when i relaunch like i'm not like completely clueless about and, and, and you're also not just trusting somebody else, no, right? it's all me now. So if it fails, exactly. It's all my fault. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it's better because you, you know what I find, dude. I'm sure you're the same way. But when you're working with somebody else, like a partner or whatever, you you put so much of so much stuff off onto them, and you don't act personally responsible for it sometimes. Yeah. And then when you make, when, from that, you learn. Wait, I can't depend on people. I got to know everything. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought because I was like, okay, I'm just gonna not think about any anything that's related about money i just wanted to do the creative stuff. right because this guy this this person will handle like that didn't work exactly like i should have kept and i've been there too me too yeah there you go so it's just it's a learning experience like honestly like like 70 percent of businesses fail uh, in the first year or so like crazy yeah it's like it's like a lottery winner yeah exactly it's like winning the lottery if it works so basically it works your first time you just got lucky yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty much. So I'm like, oh, you know what? This is this is learning experience. It's been like almost more than tr- three years already. So how? Uh, I'm curious because I'm sure this will like relate to Sarah too. Is like because Sarah herself is now like doing a lot more freelancing. Oh yeah. Oh, welcome, she's a writer. Welcome, she's a writer. Welcome so she's, to the and, world of freelancing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, how was that? How was that like? How was that transition for you to go from like, you know, a structured like gig that you got to go to like for Iron Man 3 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then like having to make, you know, then having to like reach out yourself and make your own connections and make your own time and manage your own time. Uh, I'm pretty, I don't know if I'm good at managing my own time, but now with kids, it's a lot harder, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and I work from home, so they know where I work. So it's like, hey, dad, let's want to play, want to draw, wanna, look at what I'm doing. Like, yeah, oh I God. relate. But it's it, I remember that. Yeah, but it's the first year to me that that was the the hardest. Like it that was back yeah. in 2010 when I just started being like 100% freelancing, which is like mm-hmm. making contacts because it's all. This is what it's all about. Like at the end of the day, it's, listen up, Sarah. Just, <laughs> no, I know. I know it's gonna sound. It sounds so basic, no. and stupid. But it's just like it's mm-hmm. just who you know, who you've met, and you never know. Like some. I met a bunch of people throughout my career and it's just like 
six years later they show up with this huge project like i remember right yeah i i thought about you and you were the best fit for this project and boom it, it just like it works out perfectly so you never know so my the way i just see it is like you need i'm living in like in a small village right now of a thousand people so it's really hard right. to network and get that's mm -hmm. why i'm moving back to a bigger city but mm -hmm. like i try to do it online and try to emails and i try to show up in montreal as much as i can but it's it's not always that easy so yeah definitely you right. work a lot and you never know what's going to come out of it so my takeaway is like you be as nice as possible to everyone you meet and then shit's gonna happen first right that Because one thing I always think about is everybody just wants to work with somebody that they'd enjoy to work with. Yeah. You know? I know a lot of people, like, I'm going back to industry days. Like, even people, artists that weren't that good, they just keep getting hired because they're fun to work with. You're not, right, exactly. You know, the guy's super talented or the girl, whatever. And you're just like, you're an idiot. You suck. I don't know. <laughs> <Even though you're laughs> But like, a team won't put up with this. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, just, I mean, we were having that discussion yesterday, I mean, just that, like, mm -hmm. if, if you make deadlines, like, it doesn't really matter if you're, like, good or great. Like, yeah. as long as you, like, commit to the work deliver. and deliver. Yeah. yeah um, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting to hear your experiences with, like, working with, with larger companies and larger projects and then, and then going and, and doing your own thing because I think that in the art community regardless of like what medium you work in you have this idea that like one day you're going to I'll work for a big yes company. i'll get to work with the big mm -hmm. company or the big the big names or whatever but we're all always having to like go back to school uh in in some way and like relearn things and and you know hone our craft at every stage of the game and sometimes you realize like hey like I got everything I wanted and it's not actually what I thought it was going to be. And now I just want to go do my mm -hmm. own thing. And, um, you know, it's refreshing, I think, and encouraging for people to hear those stories, you know, that you don't have to. To somebody go become somebody actually go the other way from like being corporate to independent, you know? Like, yes. Yeah. But it's, it's so easy, like to like being part of a big company. Well, it's, I don't know, like some, Some, if you're part of, of a big VFX studio, chances are you're not going to last long because stuff moves so fast in this industry. Companies go mm -hmm. under so quickly. Like they're, they're all, Some of them are always behind a project like money-wise. So if they use the next project to finance the ones that's happening right now, all right. so it's really like, I don't know, like it depends. But anyway, did, so yeah. Did you find it much more stressful? To be on my own or in the company? No, no, in the company. I mean, uh, no, not at all. Like I, just, I, I've never been attached to companies. Like I didn't care because mm -hmm. I've been. Mm. I don't know if that made me like a bad person because I don't know. I knew they could fire me any minute, so I was like, eh. And that, like, once the project is done, I'm, I was moving to something else. That's that's how I got. That's how I got more money and bigger projects because I just. Instead of staying at the same place for years, I just like switched. So, boom, boom, boom. so why did you move into? Why, why did you decide to do your own thing? Like, what? Like, why make super nice? I don't work well with people up higher. That than was me. my yeah. <laughs> It's just I know I know it sounds like oh you're 
No, I, we, I think we all relate. That's what I was getting at. No, it's just I like doing my own stuff. And I I have like my own little vision of how to do it. And it's and maybe it's messy, but it works. And I like doing touching a bit of everything because like some like last year was pretty like 50 percent on set, 50 percent computers. So I just I go out. I have my own gear, my own camera, shoot little commercials and i do everything on my own and sometimes mm-hmm. yeah be a big vfx project that's gonna that's gonna fall on my lap and i all right i need to do that so it's just it keeps things fun and diversified and yeah it, it's hard like aiming the big company work work life balance like to me seems fun. it sounds fun now that i have kids like having some sort of security stability but, yeah but it's I, I die inside whenever I do. <laughs> like, like, even though I'm like, that would be so dope to make like 100K plus, like having a, a decent job, like, nah, nah, I'd rather screw No, <laughs> I think this is such a universal story. I think like even, I mean, me and Sarah talk about this all the time. These are, everybody seems to be trying to figure, trying to figure out a way where they can do it on their own because they're tired of like being inside that corporate structure and, you know, having to put up with people that don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And, and like your stuff has immediately gotten more creative as you started being on your own. Yeah, definitely. And I learned so that's, that's the, uh, I don't want to talk about VFX the whole time. No, no, I, we've I, got lots of other stuff to talk about. Don't worry. About it, that's why. But it's just like, um, I, I still try to post sometime, like apply the jobs, like in the mm-hmm. vehicle industry to see, like gauge if I'm like charging properly my mm-hmm. my own clients, just to I don't know, I'm just trying to do my own little right. research. And I, I never get any replies, even though like I've been in this industry for fifteen years or something. And right. my, my guess is it's just like they don't see any recent movies. Like they don't see they check out my MTV, they don't see like any no, I get movie. it. Like, oh, what the fuck, man? So, to me, it's just like they, this is what they check. Like, they check credits, they check all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like I learned, so they're like, "Oh, you're out of the industry. You, you, you're not up to date." But actually, I'm way more up to date than I ever was when I was working in the industry because I keep learning new tools whenever I get like. Like the latest thing I did, I did like a, the client wanted like a giant tornado in the middle of Montreal. So I was like, I don't know how to do that. So I just figured it out. So now I know how to do stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It's, just, it's like a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a challenge every time. And I even, even that, like this shot was like, oh, we, we need a plate. So I was like, I have a drone. Can you do the drone? Yeah, sure. So I just went up in a, up in a building in Montreal and I just flew my drone. <laughs> back home did the shot and boom the happy client so to me this is way more fun than like big i can tell you've been having fun again but listen we've got a bunch more questions for you but um do you have a do you have headphones that you can put on i have headphones am i yeah it's like you know it's just it's echoing so if you put headphones on be fine okay is that does that work because i I have headphones right now oh you have them on right now the room i'm in and probably that my uh, phone is super shit. So no, it's 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 mostly fine, but then sometimes it drops into this weird like you're really distant. I don't know. Okay, hold on. I'll just oh maybe me because I gesticulate, I move a lot when I talk. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I'm like basing here. So just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's hold my, phone, hold my phone like close to my mouth. So it's gonna be, I okay. do the same, the same thing. <laughs> that's why he yeah. he yells at me to get my headphones. You actually, Sarah, you actually for the first time on the podcast sound really clear now that you started using. Your yeah, because I'm sitting still. <laughs> I'm sitting in one spot and it's miserable, and I'm not moving, and I have my headphones on. So. Did you? Did you have any questions for them? Yeah. I have a few more, but I want to give you a chance to get in Yeah, there. no, my questions were mostly like, you know, um, we, we, I think we kind of already covered some of them, which is like, you know. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, mine were more like, okay, so how do you stay alive in an industry that is constantly like between like relocating from country to country because of tax credits or, or going under or what have you, like, do you think that going independent and freelancing is what has kept you in the game? Because it seems like a difficult, like medium in which to work, like impossible yeah, sure. almost. But it's just like, this is for the, the moving from company to company is mostly for like huge projects, like the big Hollywood stuff. But mm-hmm. under that, there's like the indie market, the commercials market, uh, like the music videos, all this stuff. Even though like which has tons of money, but it's just like a, it's like a tier under. Well, yeah, I mean, like people, you need. I, I do a lot and a lot and a lot of action sports stuff, and yeah. this is like probably the most fun projects I do ever <laughs> because I get to travel. I do fun stuff. The shots are not that super complicated. It like never gets like crazy hardcore mm-hmm. like a Hollywood film. And it's all like in- invisible VFX, so my work is nobody knows that I've touched anything. Like it's just it's just fun stuff to me. And right. people people are always nice and always creative. And it's all it's like whenever you're on set, these guys are structures that as a Hollywood production. So it's more right. There's more creativity on set. Yeah, there's a lot more creativity on on set, and you get a bunch of cameras. It's just people with cameras getting shit done up in the mountains or whatever. So to me, that this is like. A plus, and I would never have done any of that if it wasn't for me leaving the industry. Right, exactly. Yeah, so it's like, okay. Yeah, that's kind of what we were wondering. I was in LA, I was in LA, like, fucking, like, last. Yeah, I came in, I came back on Monday, like, for one of, like, my long-time client slash friend slash employee, employer once, and like uh they they flew me for uh, this big like uh red bull nba thing so it's like there was like that was a location scout right. so it was like at the intel uh, volumetric studio that they just built right so it's like this is you like state-of-the-art stuff and i would never have done that if i was still working like on fucking avengers or all those big films, even though like it's it's fine, like it's great, it's good money. No, totally. But you seem more engaged and challenged now. Yeah, it's like now I I was like, oh, I need I need to figure out this new app, hundred percent new right. language in filmmaking, which is like three D capture in motion. So like, okay, what do you do with this shit other than bullet time? Right. <laughs> so it's like, right, right. Was like, okay, what do we do with that? So I'm trying to figure out a a cool way to like film. In 3D space, right? Anyway, it's it's pretty it's pretty uh, mind blowing what they're doing. Well, it's still in it's in 3D, but it's just like holy shit! I'm I'm witnessing. That. I know so little about oh. it, but it's so cool to hear you actually like 
you know, excited about what you're doing. Whereas I remember talking to you back in the day when you kind of were working for other, you know, for like big companies or whatever, like you weren't this enthusiastic. Dude, I just didn't care. Yeah, like didn't it care. takes me like, I think that the last project I've worked on uh, as a VFX artist on a major film was uh, Now You See Me you by see me. Louis Leterrier. Mm-hmm. And that's only because I know Louis. That's right. Personally. Yeah, you guys know each other. I was I was stoked to work on his stuff and I really like got engaged creatively mm-hmm. and I I remember I was the first one in the VFX to work on this project right. so I just like I was working off like super shitty quick times that the production sent us and I just like did a bunch of stuff that was fun like that was a fun right but that's because you had a personal connection you kind of knew the guy yeah, yeah. exactly Louis was involved. Is, by the way the guy that directed the Incredible Hulk the uh, the one before yeah. the Avengers right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Transporter, the, the original Transporter movie. And that guy saw Leap, like, just like you, like, right. ages ago. And we kept in touch ever since. That was, like, almost 10 years ago. So, well, things, things go fast. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like, I know you don't want to talk about uh, VFX the whole time, so it was also... Oh, no, it's fine. It's your podcast. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> we, <laughs> I was leading into it, so I, wa- I was wondering, like, because you and I, after Leap, we got together and we, like, we worked on Tonight I Strike, which is a yeah. little short film with, like, robots and, like, a rural setting and, and, like, really unique. It's very much in your voice, I think. And we, we yeah, it's a bit of a mess, but it it works, man. We did it. Actually, it's a little, it's, it's a little gem, yeah. Like, and and you finished it, and you got it, like you know, nobody else ever does, you know. And yeah, um, you used Bass, who was in White Red Panic, it was my my first yes. short that you saw, and I kind of started this whole creative thing. So I was wondering, like, after, now that Tonight I Strike is finished and it's behind you, and it's been like you know a few years now, right? Like, yeah, do, exactly. Do you look back at it and like, did it turn out the way you wanted? Like, what do you have regrets about it? Like, how do you feel about it? I'm sure be- I don't have any regrets. Yeah, but it's just it didn't tur- turn out the way I wanted. But the 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 vibe mm-hmm. that I was going for there for sure. Yeah, 100%. your voice and your tone is there. Yeah, but the rest is just like there's some stuff like oh, this is wonky. I should have. But it's just this is a learning it's all experience. Learning like all, I, yeah, no, everybody that comes on here talks about that. So like, I don't want to. I don't want to like. But, I learn now that with time, experience, having kids, you know, all that exactly. shit that makes you grow as a person. Like to me, it's just now I, I understand it more. I like, like to me, I, I got, I love working with actors, but it got me nervous as I was like, how am I going to express what I want out of them? Yeah. Like, this is always, that's the hardest thing for a director. It's, I, I know it's hard, but it's like, these guys are pros there. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So now I did a new film with Bass. Mm-hmm. It was just me and him for four days. I have my own, like, again, my own. You have your own rig, yeah. Yeah, my own gear. It's not the best. It's not a rant. It's no, but your stuff looks stuff. great, man. But it, yeah, I think you can still do good stuff with shitty rigs. <laughs> so it's all. It's all. Trying... I always say it's all about who's behind the camera. Yeah, I guess. Huh. So I'm like, I, I, I found this new approach inside of me that was like, okay, I'm just gonna make it fun, create a fun environment. Don't stress too much, mm-hmm. and work with actors, and not. Not try and like, okay, you need to put your foot right here and your finger up there. Right. So, that's, like, what, that's what all of us learn after having a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I don't need to micromanage anything. Like, I'm just going to go with the flow and follow See him. See what and they my, come up the with. Rig, yeah, I love, I like, especially, I, and I just did another little thing with Steven. I was going to ask you about that, like, because I just, I just saw pictures from it the other day. Yeah, dude. I, so I, I'm so happy with how it turned out. Like, I was like, 
uh, okay, I'm in LA, Steven, and I stayed at this place for uh, a few days. And I was like, I'm bringing my gear. Let's do something. If we don't, that's fine. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But it, it would be dope to do something because I always wanted to do something with him again since the yeah. daylight thing. Is, yeah, he, he's like, he's also a common there. guy between all our stuff. Steven Sullivan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Steven, that was in Bright White Hearts. Mm-hmm. So daylight. basically, so I wanted, yeah, I never, eh, I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> and John Lennon. John Lennon. Anyway, but mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, let's do something. And I was like, okay, let's do something. I had an idea because I had this ro- robot 3D model that's sitting on my computer forever. So I wanted to do a, f- a short with that. Like, okay, let's say there's a robot sitting, sitting on the bench and he, he's been, he's all messed up and dirty. And huh. he stole some nukes from Russia. So, of course. Okay, that was a setup. <laughs> Steven like, was like, oh, sweet. So he wrote some dialogue and went through it. And I had no idea because I, uh, I just saw pictures of the actors sitting there. I didn't realize you're going to put robots in. Yeah. I'm even more excited. <laughs> Girlfriend's an actress too, Kate, and she's like, "All right, so she's going to be like some sort of FBI agent or some shit." And she, she, and there, and the way the dialogue goes is, it feels like they have a personal connection right. too, way back. And so there's, it got really like I had something like, okay. And, and there's a point where the robot, like, I don't want to spoil it, but don't spoil know, it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there's a point, like, it, things get really hectic okay. and crazy the way I saw it in my, my head. But it turned out, like, Kate was playing it so quiet and stuffed and, mm-hmm. like, and Steven, too. I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Let's keep it that way. So and, you just went with it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it took, like, two hours or something. That's I was, so cool. like, my rig ready. I load up a battery and let's roll. Let's do it. And we found the lo- even we even did a location scout with Steven. Like we went <laughs> fifteen minutes, we found a bench. That's perfect. All right. We go back, pick up Kate, boom, let's do it. And it was just like this is the kind of stuff I want to do. Yeah. So I kinda I- I've actually been really wanting to do something improv too, so it's cool to hear you say this. Yeah, it's so fun. And I'm like, okay, let's do two th- these guys are professionals, so they do like one take, two takes. It's like it's it's dope. Like, I, I don't need to, like, keep pushing left or right. It's just, like, this is what we're doing. This is this is working out. It's, not, it's looking great. It's sounding great. Let's do it. Let's keep it that way. And this is a project. So, I do, so I'm going to do a little post-production on it, ship it, and that's it. We move on to something else. Yeah, so like, this is what I love. That's great because you're not precious about it. And you can just put it out, put it out, move on to the next yeah. thing. Exactly. And this is what, like, I saw Jewel do, and it was, like, Julie, uh, man- right, right, yeah, my, my man- yeah, manager. We used to share manager, manager or not, but he was your manager for a long mm-hmm. time too. What's, what do he say? And he's just, what he do? What do you mean? He's like, he was like, do stuff, <laughs> basically, like make films, make it great. I can sell you after that. Right. Like I can. He's, yeah, his his thing was always like, I can't, I can't do much with you unless you give me things. Yeah, yeah and which point, is yeah, but like, we used to be much more sense. precious back in the day about like, you know, I just made exactly. this, please make this work. But he's like, well, I don't know what to do with this, you know, which is totally fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, the way I see it, it's now like not quality, uh, quantity over quality, but still like just not be as precious. And what I just I'm, keep what I'm, I, I re- yeah, and what I realize, like I, I look at, I read your scripts, and I'm like, this is so fucking good. I'm never gonna be as good as a scriptwriter because oh, man, that's honestly cool. <laughs> I don't and also, and also I'm like this is really good so I don't need to be that good I don't want to be that I'm good I just want to direct I'm having very similar realizations like in the sense like you know 
like I might want to do VFX and stuff, whatever. But then you look and you go, that's not my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is writing, you know? So you double down on your strengths yeah. instead of trying to be like other people. Yeah, exactly. So I was thing. like, I realized that, yeah, I think we were like all, even I was talking to Steven, which mm -hmm. he lives in LA. I haven't seen him in five yeah, years. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while either. I was talking to him and we went through the same like story beats in our lives. Right. Like, <laughs> realizations mm -hmm. and it's just like guessing you're probably on the same wavelength yeah and you're probably getting the same things from the universe it's true and i think a lot of creatives are too though i think i think it's not it's not just us I, i'm hearing these conversations a lot like even me and sarah have these conversations yeah. a lot you know so it's yeah, kind of like really cool to hear <laughs> yeah i mean it's really cool to hear you talk about it too because it means like you know there's a little bit of a movement going on for people going back to like doing really creative stuff like i really think we're in a renaissance like where people are now starting to find their own voice and they're getting creative and they're getting adventurous with it, you know? Yeah. And it's also like not to be, I was always, I've always been really career focused and now a lot less of that. Yeah. Like, especially mm -hmm. it got me in a bad place when it comes to directing. So I'd rather just have fun, see what happens. Right. I agree with you completely. Move on. And you know, if it, if it sucks, well, too bad that this one sucked and such is life. Mm -hmm. So you move. Just a, at the end of the day, it's just a fucking film. So <laughs> that's pretty much it. End that. of podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't care why people get worked up on Twitter and shit. It's hilarious. Like, says Jesus, man, knock it off. It's just Star it's Wars. Joy, why are you so mad? <laughs> it's, it's for fucking kids. Anyway, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's why I quit Twitter again. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, so I was gonna link you to Twitter. I'm like, oh no, he's gone again. <laughs> no man. Uh, yeah, I just, I sorry, man. I, I knew I would have waited a few days. But S Sarah, like, Sarah quit too. Oh, so. I quit it. It's like I'm I the only that. one on Twitter promoting this thing that we do. <laughs> but it's just, well, you have a good, a bunch of yeah, followers. It doesn't. Like, to be honest, I found a good balance with it too. Like I step away from it and I come back yeah. to it. It's not a big deal. But like, there's even days where it stresses me out and I delete it for a while. You know? Yeah, it's, it's. I don't know, man. It, to me, it's just. I, I get too involved mm -hmm. in it and like I just read too much. I'm like this is way too fucking mean and dark. Yeah, and, and you're not even I don't know. you know, there's that whole thing. You're not even supposed to know that many people in life, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoa, what the hell, dude? I don't know that guy. I'm not why, why, like, why am I hearing this I, dumb opinion? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what, what what was the point for me? Is like I'm running, doing my my workout, and I run for like 10Ks almost every time I run. So I'm like I have time to zone out. Mm -hmm. And when I I was thinking about tweets that I from people I don't know, I was like fuck this that's shit. exactly <laughs> good for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly my realization. Not not from running, but I had a very similar thing where I just realized I was thinking like my brain was using up a certain amount of mental real estate to be thinking about other people's problems <laughs> that had nothing to do with me. <laughs> exactly. It's like, gee, I have so much spare ram in my brain right. like i can only have so many like fake arguments in my head <laughs> Enough. like i have no more no more room i don't know with kids now my brain is just mush yeah so i'm like you got to take care I of your know. mental health for your kids too right like yeah and i realized that because i got really like this year i got in a really bad place i don't know you why got cranky and testy and stuff but yeah no i got really depressed mm -hmm. and like it's not it's not my style. No, to get you're not. Depressed. Yeah, you're actually not generally somebody who's like super moody or depressed ever. Actually, 
Yeah, I think I, I that's I've been me. keeping. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Stuff. Exactly. No, <laughs> <laughs> Your brand is depression. <laughs> eyes. Was was. <laughs> Trying to turn it around where we ran. <laughs> For sure. Like, oh man. But anyway, we all just, go through that, you know. Yeah, I know, but it, it's fucking hard, man. I got in this really dark place, and I don't know. It was like no work coming in, no, no, nothing. Like just like, yeah. and I was little village, and nothing's happening. And then you start so feeling like, cynical about everything. I'm super cynical about everything, and it's just like, now we did like my wife and I. We did like steps, which is hard steps. Like okay, we're finishing all the work on the house. We finished the house. We sold the house. The house is sold. We got the money. Now we're living. We're, now we're homeless. <laughs> and now, now I'm living at my sister's place, actually, where we shot my sister in law's place, where we shot the nice drive. Right, right. Yeah, I remember. Maybe, mm-hmm. And um, not, the, the, not the fight scene, but the kitchen, the kitchen with the robot. The back, the, uh, the law, the, I remember where we were, yeah. Living room. So this is where I'm living right now. And so, because they're gone up north, so we're right. keeping the house. But you, but you, but it seems like you kind of like took care of something that was stressing you out, you know? Yeah, and it's, it, but it's just like it's such a hard thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. like I saw my kids grow up in this house. Oh and man, all that. I hear you. Like, Sarah's actually going through a move right now, so she, I'm sure she relates. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like it's it's a heartbreak basically. Like it's just a big heartbreak, and you need to like I haven't been to the house. I'm in the same village, and I haven't even. I didn't even drive past our old house. Oh, you like, can't I'm look at it. What they've done, hit, like ah, oh, But anyway, we're taking the steps to make sure, like, don't go, I don't go down in this fucking dark place. Good so, man. I need to keep to work on stuff, and I need to keep be involved with people that make you feel have good. Similar, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. like I agree. I need to we're, we're, we're creative people. We need to talk about what we are passionate, passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I can do it with my wife. That's fine. And I, but I can't, I need to like keep pushing projects with other people. I need to brainstorm with. People. I've been realizing it's similar just, things. Yeah. It's hard to keep like that real, that fire burning. If you're all by yourself sometimes. Yeah, it's exactly it. You got, you also got to hear like, sometimes it's nice to hear other people's influences and things they're excited about, which gives you a little bit of energy, you know? Yeah, and I, I feel like I, it's super basic and obvious what I'm talking about. No, we all learned. Like, I didn't know it. it. took me a long time yeah. to figure that out as well, so I relate. Like, it, yeah. I'm at a point now where if I feel any kind of, like, you know, cynical or negative energy from anybody, like, they're out of my life. And it never used yeah, to be like that, but now it is because it, it's so easily, like, transferred to me. Like, I'm like a sponge. Yeah. Like, I'll start acting like that, you know? yeah. Everybody, some, someone's depressed, and you're just like, oh, just I'm depressed too now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I can spot it like a mile away. I can't be near that person because I know I'll get like it'll infect me. Yeah. You know? The vibe, like the fuck. Yeah, well, creative sorry, people are I, super sympathetic, you know. Yeah, yeah, sorry guys. By the way, I swear a lot. It's because <laughs> like, I know we do do. No, we are, we're terrible. It's just, <laughs> it's just like I'm French, and I'm like French. to me, swear English, swearing in English to me means nothing. So that's why. <laughs> When I was a kid, like I wasn't disciplined about it. So anyway, yeah, don't worry, you haven't so, been that bad. No, <laughs> like I was letting loose. But I do. <laughs> I had to watch myself. But I, but I, like, all right, everybody understands me here. 
uptight whenever I talk in English because back in Quebec, you can swear in English and not everybody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Whenever we talk, you're like, yes, I get to swear in English. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Away from like I, when I was in the I showed Stephen how to swear in French, mm-hmm. which is fun like because you can swear. There's so many swears. Oh, right, nobody you knows. Do, you can do full swears. And it makes sense. So it's like, <laughs> I'm trying to explain that to Stephen and Kate. I'm like, okay, you guys, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Stephen, he's going to run with it. <laughs> I know, but he's really good. Like, yeah, good so you can, like, he hears, hears me talk about a certain way and he just repeats it instantly yeah, the same way. He's a good mimic. Yeah, he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. For sure, man. I was like, but anyway, yeah, so that's. Uh, that's that about depression. Uh, yeah, that, that's our depression section. Okay. That was that good. Check mark. <laughs> Done. Um, so I guess I only have a couple more questions for you, but they're like kind of like quickies. Just like, you know, like, so one thing I like to ask people is what have you, what have you kind of learned as a filmmaker in all your years? Like the one most important thing, most important thing that if you could pass on or like a younger person who's coming up, this is what you tell them, you know? And it's okay if you don't have anything, but I'm, I think for most filmmakers, it comes to their mind pretty quickly. It's don't take yourself too seriously. Damn. Yeah. Man, that's <laughs> one for me. Wow. That, dude, that, that actually hits a little close to home for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Dude, but, yeah, but it's so fucking true. I mean, uh, you just... To me, I, I'm learning it as I get older. Like some, I know some people are old souls and they got mm-hmm. it already. Mm-hmm. And I need to go through all the motions, have kids, have a lot of shit to understand that. No, make a lot of shit. And now I get it. Like I, it's just like it's it's supposed to be fun. Like I want to. I'm passionate about this. It needs to be fun. Hundred like, percent. If you're gonna do it, you're passionate about it. Don't let it be a fucking nightmare every time you launch yourself in an endeavor. And a film is always a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So make it, fun, make it what you want. And don't be so serious about it because it's just a film. There you You're, go. Man, that is... <laughs> that might be honestly, and I'm not just like saying that because you're a friend, but like, that might be the best answer I've heard on this podcast. Yeah. Because one, I really uh, relate. And like I took myself so seriously when I was younger. You know, and yeah. and I think a lot of the damage came out of that. And once I was kind of humbled by like failures and all these things, I feel like I became so much more creatively open. Yeah, there you, you go. Know? To like to collaborating I, and listening to other people's opinions and things like that. Exactly, because you're you, you're not like the voice of reason. Like, yeah, you, what am I? You're, God? you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're the, of the ship, but man, there's a lot of people on that ship, and you got to listen to those people. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm totally off. I don't know no. anything about anything. Yeah. But this it's is all personal experience, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so out of all the experiences you've had, like making films and making art and, you know, everything included, like what was your favorite experience so far? Whew. Dear God, like what was That's the one? Where, where, what was the one where you just like you know you felt the most lit up and you were like, and it could be the very last one you did, you know? Like I don't know. 
honestly, the, the most fun I had mm-hmm. was with Bass uh, when he came down and we did this four four days of sh- shooting together. The daylight or tonight I strike? No, uh, Bass, Bass when he, we did the grinder. Uh, the grinder. Yeah, that still worked. I'm still working on it. It's a shit ton of posts. So yeah. I uh, <laughs> put myself into a corner this time. I won't do a film with lots of posts. And I'm <laughs> you like, won't do like a film with all posts. <laughs> Oh, right. He's in a VR world with all CG environments. That's stupid. Why did I do that? <laughs> so it landed. Ready Player One came out like a few months later. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's way better than what I have in mind. But anyway, <laughs> I'll keep, I'll finish. Yeah, it. but even looking at your yeah, little just... teaser, looking at your little teaser, like it seems like there's such a different tone. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, it seems much more you, you know? Yeah, very dark. Like it's, yeah, it's, I love that. It, it, I wrote it as a comedy. I was like, this is so fucking funny. This dude that's been... <laughs> and then you see the teaser and it's like dark and sad. <laughs> this is what I was talking about earlier. Like, you just let it grow. Like, let the project grow and see where it takes you. Yeah. You never know what's I think you and I have a, you never know have a very similar kind of look at it now, which is like, I always say that the, the thing that you're making, whether it's a movie, book, or whatever it is, it's like that thing has like the biggest ego in the room, you know? And everybody yeah, else's exactly. ego has to subside to that. I actually heard Joe Carnahan once say that. And I stole it. And I'm like, that is exactly what it is. Like, yeah. you know, and and I don't know what my point was, but that's the, my favorite kind of filmmaking. <laughs> but it's the, the film is the boss. The film is the boss. You listen to the film. Like, you're not, you're the director, there's producers, all that right, shit. Right, and it changes, you're right? Like, it evolves as you're making exactly. it. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's going to evolve. Because mm-hmm. you have an idea, you have a script, you have a fucking storyboard, animatics, all that shit, but it's but the movie telling you what finished. it wants to be. Yeah, once you're there mm-hmm. and you've already done a few takes, you're like, Jesus, this is this is not and working think, at all. And I think, do you think that when you're at your worst is when you're not listening to what it's trying? You're not responding to the footage that you're seeing. You're kind of just like, oh, this doesn't look how I had in my head. You know, that's that's when I feel yeah, like I'm at my worst. Yeah, but it, to me, it's. Uh, when I'm lost, when I feel lost, mm. it's like, why, why did I do this angle? Why did I do this take? Why? why? And I need to take a pause and just like, okay, but it, like, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to, into the grinder that I did with Bass. It's just that I knew exactly. I wrote the script for Bass. Like, yeah, it's, I remember. It's script. Like, it's just like, it's b- almost bullet points. Like, this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to work. And I wrote it like, in a really like, I talked. To, to bass when I write it technically so so anyway right. so you got this you got what I was looking for and to me it was funny but bass played it in a way that it was like it's, it's physically funny because it jumps into a dumpster right. like, like, it, like it's to me like the way I see it, it's funny but it's so dark at the same time because the guy is literally he's sick in his head like he's been in this game the way the way it's like he's been in this game for months. Like he, he's sleeping with the headset on. He's like he's doing everything. Yeah, he's with the completely plugged on. in. It's all completely out of the real world. So to me, that's hilarious because it's just like it's a it's also like a, a huge parody of about uh, like achievements on Xbox. <laughs> right, right. It. No, definitely. Even just looking at it, it, seems like oh well, that's where we're headed. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, push up and then I'm 
gonna, I'm not going to spoil you. No, don't. I just want you to get a cut together so I can see it. Yeah, I just, oh my God, it's going to be it's just pure, pure fun. That's awesome. Pure fun. Pure depressing fun. That's the way I love it. All right, so I have one more question for you that I'm just curious about. Who are, um like, it can be in any industry, but like creative industry, who are people that you really like are, want to work with in the future? Like people you admire, artists that you're like, man, I'd really love to work with that guy or that girl or, you know? That's awesome. Of prepare for no, that no, I, I'm, I'm kind of trying to get you off the top of your head. Like these aren't like definitive answers. These are just like, you know, this one. Like if somebody comes to mind. I would love to meet and pick their brains. Yeah, like people, like directors, directors like Soderbergh and Fincher. Yeah. Which these guys, really, I know it's like an obvious answer. Like, no, no, I suspect we have the same list. <laughs> just like definitely these guys and. Because they like, especially Soderbergh now. Now that I, I, I decided to do my own stuff and not wait for crews to like right, money. Right, then he becomes like a real inspiring figure. Yeah, to me, it's just like okay, like he does his own, he's his own DP, and he just shoots it mm-hmm. in a way that okay, let's light up the scene, so I can move around freely and all yeah, that. So yeah, yeah. Like, okay, and he, he shot his perfect. last thing on an iPhone, didn't he? Yeah, that's that's crazy, crazy. and it actually looks decent. Like, yeah, but I'm sure on the big screen it doesn't look that decent. What? <laughs> I'm just, I'm sure on the big screen it doesn't look as good. Right. I don't, I don't think, well, even looking at the trailer and stuff, I don't think it's really like going to win cinematography awards. That's not what he's going for. But the effect of the, the trailer, like, you know, like feeling paranoid and all that, like, it's like, it looks like a movie I want to see, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's what I'm looking for. Like, he shot in a fucking film. Yeah. I mean, decent actors get a good script mm-hmm. and you're. You know, that's, I don't know, it's just my new philosophy. No, I, I agree. I'm in a similar vibe. Don't overthink too much. and uh, mm-hmm. Get out of your own way. way. You need to make stuff. Like, you just need to keep making things and you'll grow. And you constantly it's learn. That. Yeah. And I, I do like, I do like commercials there uh sometimes it's just corporate stuff now i do my own little shorts but you're still and trying just, out things like yeah you gotta, you gotta keep trying mm-hmm. like I mean, you're not gonna be a success at everything do you you see that with like young filmmakers now when they're like make their first film and they wanted to like win an oscar and you just see your younger <laughs> self and you're like that's not how it works yeah, oh man that's, that's, yeah, it but it's fine man they need to learn exactly it's the curve um there you go <laughs> uh, yeah, so those are all my questions. Sarah, you? Anything? I think we covered mine earlier. Yeah, because a lot of mine were covered too. Dan yeah. just went into them on his own. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, just keep talking. It's easy. <laughs> no, man. It's, you, you made our job easy. Um, so, yeah, so the, what we usually do at the end of the podcast is we do like recommendations. So, yeah. like anything that we've been into books, music, you know, poetry, whatever. And, um, you know, we can go first and then we'll ask you as well. Um, okay. okay. Go ahead. Sarah, you got something or? You go. Me go first? Yeah. Okay. So um, let me think. I had something, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> this is super well planned. Um, <laughs> just give me one second and I'll come up with something dope. Are you going to edit this part out? No, it's fun. <laughs> being, un- being unprepared and I-, I think half the fun of this podcast is people making fun of me for not being prepared <laughs> I mean that's all I ever do so <laughs> um, let me see have I talked about Fight Club 2 
Oh, I, dude, I got I bought the book. I never read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a that's a glowing recommendation. <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually just recently bought it and started reading, it and it's 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 like really good. Like, I, perfect. That's okay. a story that doesn't seem like you should be able to like sequelize. Yeah. Jesus. But they somehow did. And then um, I also been watching like a bunch of movies lately. I've been trying to get back into like, like I'm trying to not be as negative about cinema and be like, you know, there's nothing out. Nobody ever makes anything. Whereas what I've really been realizing is there are things that are out. They're just like really hard to find, mm. you know, because yeah. they don't, it's they're hard. Like it's really hard for a film to target you now. Like I don't even, I don't even know half the movies that come out, you know? So then I go for a little hunt and try to figure it out. And um, I recently saw um, this movie called Spring, which is by the guys that made, um, another movie called Endless. And they're like young guys, and I think I've talked about them before because I think I reviewed Endless before. And and they, I think I told you about it, right? Yeah, yeah, I know these guys. Like They're like two dudes that do... Uh... Benson and Moorhead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they make these little... Dude, they kind of do what you do. They make these like really small indie films with like VFX and like, but subtly integrated and, and, um, and at low budgets, you know? And in, the, in Endless, they actually starred in it themselves. And the one before that was called Spring. It had Louis, Lou Taylor Pucci. Is that his name? I think so. He's this uh, young indie actor who's been like a bunch of stuff. He was in Thumbsucker with like Keanu Reeves and stuff. And um, they got him in it. And, and um, it takes place, I think, in Italy, somewhere in Europe. But he meets this like European girl. He falls in love. And it's like a before, before sunrise type vibe. Like these two characters, they just meet and they start to like talk and they get to know each other and like you and you fall in love with them as they fall in love with each other, you know. But then there's this like there's this like horror, like Lovecraftian sort of like undercurrent through the whole thing, which you forget about because you love these characters so much. And I, I can't say much more than that, but I will say it's a horror movie. <laughs> and it's amazing like it's really good and it plays with it totally plays with your expectations and it's low budget and it gets you so excited about like things one could do on like a lower budget just by being super creative you know yeah so definitely that's one of my recommendations and i want you guys go and i'll think of another one yeah i was paying more attention to these guys now that I saw the I saw the behind the scenes before seeing the movie maybe i spoiled the spoiled the movie for me right i think you'll still enjoy the movie though it's still about like how they do it. How, yeah, how the story yeah. plays out. So, have you guys anything to recommend? Sarah. Sarah. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, you know, I totally pulled an eyes this week. I, I don't have anything to like super recommend because I haven't. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I, you know, I'm like always the like hyper over planned one. Like, I, Ooh, I have something that you could talk about. What? Because I haven't read anything what? this week, right? Because I've been traveling. You just started watching Wild Wild Country with me. I did. And you can at least say, like, that was dope. <laughs> it makes me, like, want, like, and you know this, like, I yeah. fell into this rabbit hole of, like, I'm going to buy a bunch of land, and then I'm... Like, it's right. gonna do all this, like, weird shit on it, you know? Like, yeah, she's been like, looking at buying land. Like, down I south. don't see it as like a cautionary tale. I see it as oh, like, like you, an you inspiration. Got, did you learn the exact wrong message? Yes, no, absolutely. <laughs> do, do you know about Wild Wild Country? Uh, about the, the cult? The documentary about the cult, yeah. Have you seen it? 
No, I haven't Bro, seen it. Bro, just watch the first episode. Watch the first episodes. Watch 10 minutes. If it's not for you, then you'll know. But I'm t- greatest things I've ever seen. Like, I would say it's the number one documentary that I've ever seen, and that's saying a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, so, okay, there's so much stuff on Netflix, man. It's just so hard to keep You'll have track. so much fun. Like, and, like, if you can't watch it with your girl, because that'll be your thing. You both will just sit there and, like, be in awe and laugh and be in awe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> be in awe. It's just... It's pretty- God, what the fuck is this world? It's, been, uh, I know, it's just the way it's told. Yeah. It's been funny, like, watching it at the same time that you're watching it. Like, because then we, like, collab, like, mm-hmm. talk about how, like, I come from, like, the deep American South. And you come, like, you have this, like, mm-hmm. Punjabi heritage. And so that's like, kind of, like, what's represented in Wild Wild Country. Like, the coming together of these two things. The old world versus the new world kind and, of. And yeah. And, uh, it's and like we really relate because it's super comical. We were joking yesterday that like you know Southerners are basically Punjabis were like the same people. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they all love <laughs> they all love guns and God and land and like that. And you it. and you don't fuck with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. It's, it's I'm only on like what episode two. Episode two. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But it's been uh, fun. It's an experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Dan, you got anything, or have we really put you on the spot here? Yes, dude, I do actually. Yes. It's just not what you expect. <laughs> I was working late last night, and I was I needed something to keep me engaged, so I I go on Netflix and I saw this cartoon called Final Space. Oh, I just cued that, dude. I was I was that caught my eye too. Yeah, and I just like clicked on it right away just because why not mm-hmm. and it's so good it? it's directed like i'm not even like joking there's some like action sequences in this thing that are so well done i'm gonna watch it tonight even to it which is always what i'm like kind of cartoons like bojack horseman mm-hmm. that kind of oh to me this is good like so like this is it's not it's not a yeah, deep as Bo- Bojack is very There's existential. Some... Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> makes you think your whole life. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, final final space is fucking dope, man. I was like, what the hell is that? It's a series what? or is it a movie? It's a series. It's a Netflix original. I'm so happy. Yeah, I actually Either, I saw it like, up the other day, and it kind of I don't know if that's the one, but it reminded me of like Powerpuff Girls. It's exact. It, it looks like uh, Futurama a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Yeah, violent and super gratuitous. That, but it's like they just show you blood and guts for sure. <laughs> but it's like it's not Rick and Morty that everybody's like mm-hmm. so stoked about. It just I don't know. There's depth to it. I love it. I'm gonna check it out tonight. Yeah. I lo- I actually love cartoons like when they're well done. Yeah, me too. It's like it's just to me. Sometimes I just put like The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what's it's another good? Like my, my daughter loves uh, BoJack Horseman. It's like her favorite show. She's seventeen now, so obviously, right? But but um, she also there's a show she loved like when she was a bit younger, and I've only, I think it only lasted for two seasons, and we used to watch it together. It was so good. It was called Gravity Falls. Oh yeah, Have you heard of that? that? Oh, I've it's seen really that. good, it's man. Good, and it's yeah. it's such a ner- it's such a show for like creatives and nerdy people and stuff. Like so many like references and 
like the whole season is plotted out. It's not just random episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. It's not. I have a serialized. feeling you really like it. And they only did two seasons, two or three seasons, and they completed the story. Just looking at the uh, at the images, like I saw that. Like I definitely yeah, saw that. Yeah, it was big for a while, dude. But uh, oh yeah, man. In final, I'm sorry. I'm just going to another subject. <laughs> like in final space, there's just there's a bunch of little references. There's one from I spotted one from Jurassic Park, and there's a point where the the main character like is super sad. This girl like. I don't know his name, so he just like he start, starts dancing in the hallway with the spaceship, but it's footloose. It's basically, he, he starts dancing in the hallway. What? He's dancing in the hallway. He's doing like the footloose choreography. Oh, <laughs> that Kevin Bacon did, like when he's like, yeah, 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 a shop or something. So he just like dances. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm literally queuing it right now. Like Netflix is open, and I'm. <laughs> it's worth it. So yeah, that's awesome. That's- that's my recommendation for the day. I think that's a lot. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, you got plenty of stuff to edit something that's yeah yeah. That's no, this is good. This is even good the way it is. Um, but uh, so if you uh, you know, when you do your next thing and when you need to put it out or something, just let us know. We'll have you on again. Oh, for sure, is there man. Anything you want to plug before you go? <sighs> go to superniceeffects.com, man. This is Tell where all my about stuff. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're not on Twitter anymore. It's it's getting there. Not on Twitter anymore, but I'm on Instagram. What's your handle? Slash Dan underscore G A U D. Dan Gowd. I can't hear you, man. You cut out a little. Yeah, sorry. I'm a, I'm there a, you are. I'm just trying to figure out Instagram and uh, do steady posts, but I'm I'm trying to building a database of cool images. Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna post like. It should be fun. Awesome. So everybody going to follow you then. Everybody go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. It was really fun talking to you. We'll do it again yeah, soon. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for having me. Take care, brother. All right. Bye-bye.